know of new methods of attack. Um, he writes, Hey the guys, this has been the hard column, for me, column, and I column, don't know if you column, want to share it in the pod, but I know Camille is hurting. I know he oh, needs boy. help. It doesn't matter how much he wants to deny <laughs> ongoing <laughs> crimes against him. He needs to resettle with the Blacksit movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe then uh, <laughs> links, oh, links right. to the story that was, I guess, in the New York Times and also like uh, uh, put up by Yahoo. Uh, the headline is Blacksit. Tired of racism. Keeps getting republished. Yeah. Black Americans try life. It was actually a different one. In Africa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best uh, Joe Camille. I know that you have uh, been a connoisseur of these uh, stories for quite some time. Are you going to join? No, I'm not. I've, I've these stories have been getting published since the summer of 2020. Um, stories about the the amazing trend where Black people all across America are just fed up with racism in their everyday lives, so they move <laughs> to various third world countries <laughs> where the the black is a majority and finally they're mm-hmm. liberated from racism and all of their problems disappear and in every single one of these stories the top of it is you know a glamour shot of someone on a beach or something just kind of staring off into the distance finally in their black paradise um, it is funny that you there's even been a story I saw about a, a family who bought a bunch of land in Georgia someplace which, I mean, you're already in Georgia. What are you doing? Um, but it was like a black-only enclave that they were creating for themselves. Of course, if, if whites were deciding, you know, I, just too many of those people around. I'm going to go somewhere else. We're going to Braille yeah. an enclave just for ourselves in rural Nebraska. No Negroes allowed. Everyone would recognize that for what it is. Like gross and stupid. <laughs> just insane, utterly man. despicable. Yeah. These people yeah. do this. And for whatever reason, like most major papers find uh, an excuse to write the same story and republish it. Like every couple of years, months or so, this story just keeps getting republished. And so far as I can tell, there's just an Instagram account uh, with a couple hundred or a thousand followers. And there's not much else to, to discuss about this. Some percentage of the population is so deranged that they imagine they need to abandon the United States to get away from white supremacy so they can live, start a new life for themselves in Madagascar or something, which I mean, <laughs> okay, good luck. Or Haiti. They, <laughs> go to Haiti. Why don't, it's, all of you it's, should go to Haiti together. Yeah. <laughs> what could so be better? Fun. Liberated Such from racism. Such a great place. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> it's hilarious that there's like seven people that make up 85 stories that every publication seems to be publishing this. And I don't know how accurate this is. I see numbers that are pretty similar. This is the Africa Center for Strategic Studies. It's on the first page of results when you look this up. Migrants from Africa in 2020 seem to be 15 million people <laughs> left Africa. 15 million left. Yeah. And like, there's some people who do well, have wow. good jobs, and they're like, we're going to go to Africa. I mean, there's another thing here that says that there were 43 million people left. That just seems crazy to me. The record level of over 40 million African migrants represents a 30% increase from 2010. Maybe that's total. But if you go to Europe particularly like Lampedusa, particularly Italy, it's just a lot of African migrants and they're 
having a huge political and economic crisis mm. because of this and trying to figure it out. People are leaving. <laughs> if you give Africans an opportunity on a boat that might kill them, yeah. they will take it. And lots of them, lots and lots of them have taken it. And I just think it's absolutely hilarious that these people are like, yeah, we got to go to Africa, which, you know, and it's always that thing, that obnoxious uh, thing. Africa is not a country. There's like a book <laughs> Africa is not a country. It's like, yeah, no, I know it's not a country, but it's a continent where in every different country people are trying to leave. And I don't know what you think you're going to find there. Because if you ask a guy who's like on a boat, you know, with ragged clothes on, desperate to get to Italy, and you said like, wait, don't you just want to live where there's lots of other black people, they'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, I just, I want to live with a good economy. I don't give a shit who lives there. Like, they could be all like Jews and Puerto Ricans and Swedes. I don't give a shit. Why would I care? Yeah, but aren't there just too we many? Can't. Aren't there just too many of those people there? I mean, don't you just want to leave and it, go, go back to your, go back where you came from? <laughs> go be with your own people. I mean, isn't that supposed to be it's racist? so crazy. <laughs> and also, Why don't you go who back are where your you own fucking people? Yeah. It was the thing, the trend to like learn Swahili, which was not a language that was ever associated with American slaves. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, historically. So like associated where, with American slavers, I suppose. Or not American uh, slavers, but African uh, slavers. Sure. We just pick these things yeah. in a very odd way. Like we make up. My, I, remember, I remember there was a dorm. A friend of mine that I went to high school with went to Stanford. Mm -hmm. Graduated first in his class at, at my high school went to Stanford and he is true story. He was a blonde, very blonde. And he was put in Stanford in the African American dorm. And I never forget that he sent a picture. And this is like when you had to take a photo and then print it and then send it in the mail. And it was a picture of him cupping his ear like this. And it, just, and it was in front of the door and it said, Umjama, the sounds of blackness. <laughs> he, was just, he was doing this and listening to it. But it was like, that's, it was so weird coming from like, what? Ujama. And I was like, Ujama. <laughs> that, I love the just randomness of these things. Let's create some African intellectual infrastructure here that we say things like Ujama. Gosh. It's like, I don't, what does that have to do with anyone living in like Senegal? It's like, no, it's just normal people. It's you guys were insane. Yeah. So. Do you remember 1990s, like the early 1990s, when Sounds of Blackness was a thing? Do you remember that? No. Was that a thing? Yeah, there was a band. It was an ensemble band. Oh, wow. it was huge. And they were called yeah. Sounds of Blackness. Yeah. You really, you've really never heard anything? No. Huh. That's funny. Ujama, by the way, is a Swahili word that means familyhood or brotherhood. Julius Nereri's socialist ideology was called, he called it Ujama, which is makes... Uh, you know, Tanzanian independence movement makes a certain amount of sense that at Stanford they named it after this very strange socialist ideology that did not work out for Tanzania. But Jules Nereri, by the way, who's totally fascinating because he has a he had a Hitler mustache, which I never understood. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you go to the Wikipedia page for Ujama, there's a there's a subsection called Ujama and Gender, mm. um, which I imagine was written by. Somebody who lives in Berkeley, <laughs> not somebody who lives in Tanzania. No, no, no. We have got to talk about all of the genders. <laughs> no, that's because, that's that's because we got rid of everyone who didn't conform to that <laughs> yes. particular binary. And anyone who yes. thought it was okay to be gay, we taught them. That is how they do yeah, things out them. there. So... I suppose it's, it's if you correct. if you are black and you're trying to escape racism in America, just be sure you don't go someplace where 
and you're and you, if you're gay, someplace where they uh, they refer to your people as body men. It's probably a bad you know, idea. That, it was a it was a crazy thing that, and I remember that Thomas Chatterton Williams wrote something about this because Thomas, I don't know if he does he still live in France. I think he does, right? Uh, no, he's in he still New in York. Paris? He's teaching place. Oh, he's in New York. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's teaching primarily in New York. There. Okay, but he lived in France for many years. Yeah. and then and there was what's his name? It's so funny. We talk about him all the time, and now I'm blanking on his Tana name. Tana Coates. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one. Uh, who I believe that still guy. lives in New York. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't do very much anymore. He's he's made all of his money. I mean, I don't blame him. He like made all his money, and then he's just like, I don't have to do anything else. Once in a while, I'll pop up on MSNBC or something, but uh, or like a lecture at Brown. But he doesn't really do anything. But he had this whole thing about going to France and how it was, <laughs> it was like the best place for a black person. And I was like, that is not the experience of any black person I've ever met who's lived and or is from a French colony or lived in France completely insane to me there's that political pilgrimage thing that we were yeah. talking about the other day but there's a racial version of it going to try try to find the perfect culture where you can live free as a black man it's like yeah <laughs> nobody cares about that stuff where you're in tanzania they're like what are you like, gonna do what? for work it's like, <laughs> what did yeah. you say you can't live as a free black man working for sachi and sachi and making four hundred thousand dollars a year but you can in tanzania yeah and God knows what you're going to do there. Be a consultant, mm. I guess. Anyway. Uh, Matt, we got another one? Yes. Are you still there? I'm here, always. Um, this one comes from John with no H, uh, who says, um, just sat across the aisle from one of two living Marine Raiders from World War II. All right, that's what you get. Over at wethefifth.substack.com, you can get the rest, and you can hear Matt kind of chime in from a motel in California, because not enough of you subscribe, I guess, so he has to stay at motels, and his really crappy connection, which made this a very hard episode to record. Um, but, you know, we saved it, and it sounds good, and there's lots of good stuff in it. Willie Brown gets a mention, the Fighting Sullivans get a mention, and the Fighting Sullivans film, the 1944 film gets a mention, and about how old Joe Biden is, of course, and we read the most insane <laughs> article ever, about the Apple Vision Pro and how it's racist or something. I don't know. We the fifth.substack.com, go over and subscribe. Uh, we love it. We appreciate it. You can send us emails and we prioritize them. And we will see you soon for the freebie. Good to